This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. It's 2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back. For all your NRL super coach chat, we're playing for Sheep Stations. Stab Mandeva is here. Funny Man Trainer's back again. There's Gutsy and his chin list. And Mark's in the run on side this year. We're playing for Sheep Stations. The lurking tab lady from way out west is sure gonna put our patience to the test. We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations. Welcome to another episode of the Playing for Sheep Stations podcast. All of us are back on deck uh, this week. So, uh, before we get into it, uh, just a quick uh, little sort of run through of what we're going to discuss on today's show. So today we're going to talk about our recap uh, of round 13, first big buy round, and uh, then we'll sort of go into round 14 team lists, uh, Guardsy's chin list, DMs with Davo, talking points with Trainer because he's back, and uh, we'll wrap up the show with some trades and uh, Mark's succulent multi yeah so all right let's get into it uh boys we're back Gardzi, uh mark davo good job last week it was a good pod i, I listened it was good had some good feedback too is that true yeah yeah heard some good things that's good all right well you know that trainer's message just in the chat saying he could be a sell this week so you Confirmed know i'm a sell yeah, <laughs> no, it's sounds like you don't, you don't need Dan and I by the sounds of things. So yeah, we could be on the greener pastures. We could be moving on to the Baldy and the Beak podcast. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> well, the abuse we were getting off air, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. If you if you want to, trainer and I, we're available. Only part time though. You don't want the full time yeah, commitment. Very very much part time. More of a guest appearance sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, if you're interested in the pod, you can slide into the DMs. You might take one of our spots. Uh, Gardzi, how are you? I'm all right. You, you calm, mate? After... I'm, really... I'm not talking to you. I told you this at the start of the podcast. Yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off air, off air. Uh, Mark, good to see you. Yes, good to see you too, Daniel. Glad you're back. Thank you. Thank Even you. though you are a Queensland dog, I'll agree with oh, Gardzi on that. Here we go. Fake Queensland. Here Sorry, we... fake Queensland dog. Here we go. Yeah. All right. This is nothing can, to listen to. Can we just get me. to the, the nitty-gritty of it and ask Matt Trainer about his first great captaincy of the year? Yeah, Trainer, let's kick off with uh, yeah, your round 13 recap, mate. Highlights, lowlights, score. Uh, score was 959, which I think is just about the lowest out of all of us. Uh. 4,800 green arrows, 12,348th overall. Finally got a good captain with Greg Marziu. He could have scored 420 if Bradman Best wasn't playing centre, but can't complain with 130, whatever he got. Nice, mate. Gardzi? Yeah, had a 
I almost had a better week than usual, so maybe I should just uh, play F12 every week, I think. I uh, did my first loop of the year too, boys. I uh, made the big gun trade, bought in one of the greatest wingers to ever play the game in chopsticks, and uh, the loop paid off, so I ended up scoring 1,026. Went up 10,000 green arrows, so I'm into 16,289, so I'm coming for you all, boys, very slowly. <laughs> nice, Mark. Uh, Electric Broncos scored 989 this week. Uh, still saw some green arrows, 1,748 green arrows. So now shooting up to 3,990th position overall. Highlights for me was, uh, I didn't captain him, but Greg Marsu was a highlight going full beast mode there against Manly. But really, like uh, Guardsy, my highlight was chopsticks Asako. how that man was how that man managed to carry the weight of four shepherds is unbelievable thank goodness that matt trainer didn't get on him because i think five would have just broken him so um jermaine well done uh my low lights aiden gardner features on my low lights shit canning mitchell moses uh, Mitchell Moses is a renowned hard man, honestly. What a what a run to score that try to win the game. And you want to talk about blokes laying down after getting tapped <laughs> from a kick, Chad Townsend. He's, right. he's, now, he's now my most hated player until Jared Croker got rested this week, so he just takes back over. Chad's automatically a better footballer than Moses. Just remember that. He looks at his ring. <laughs> well, it's, that just means he's more flexible, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he likes that one. He likes that one. I can see it. <laughs> David, how'd you go? Yeah, pretty well this week. Um, one thousand and eleven moved up three thousand eight hundred ninety-three spots to six thousand four hundred and first. I look back across the history of this year, and that score with thirteen players was better than two scores that I've had so far this year with seventeen in round two and round three. So can't complain like Guardsy when you get a better score with thirteen or twelve players. Um, yeah, it says something about the early rounds and the team that I had at the start of the year. Uh, yeah, my team scored 1,146 points. What did you score when they stuffed up? Um, actually, yeah, I do have a screenshot of that. Um, Didn't that send the Supercoach world into well, a spin when they were naming, when they were counting all 17 yeah. on Monday? So my total team scored 1,350 this week. So Serves you right for having too many. Well, I mean, it was just being good by planning, really. Um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, so ended up with uh, after the the anomaly was fixed, uh, ended up with yeah one thousand. Uh, what ended up with sorry one thousand one hundred and forty six. Um, so I got nine thousand six hundred ninety seven green arrows. I assume I'm going to get a lot of those in red this coming week. Uh, but yeah, up to six thousand two hundred forty one, uh, well forty first spot overall. So. Yeah, I was pretty happy with, um, you know, players that I'd sort of had, had held for round 13, people like Charns and Nipple Clockstad. Um, and then, yeah, I bought... Sean the- fucking Kepi. I love Sean Kepi. <laughs> Sean, he, he spent a bit of time on the bench, but, yeah, I'm glad he got back out there. How good. And, yeah, Cohen Hess was my AE, so, um, yeah, it was nice. Um, but, yeah, that's that was sort of my team last week. I brought in... Jermaine Asako, despite the 
the abuse that I received from many people in this chat. We all did it as well, except for trainer. Exactly. Because uh, you're all flogs. It's a flogs with a hundred extra points, 200 when I looped him. It's all right. We, we don't need to sort of air this dirty laundry, but I, I feel like I should. Guardsy, you got anything you need to say to me? No, mate, nothing to say at all. You know, you know how I play super coach. I don't care if the bloke's crap, if he's scoring points, I'm bringing him in. Yeah, but what about the abuse that you were hurling in my direction? That's because you're a Queensland dog. <laughs> I wasn't last week. You're a Queensland dog the last two weeks. I've told you. So I've been in origin mode for two weeks. <laughs> Off the I, I basically we went to camp. straight to the chin list. Yeah. The team's been named. He's in camp. I'm in camp, basically. Yeah. Oh, far out. Okay, let's uh, look ahead to this week, boys. Obviously, Origin uh, on tomorrow night. So we're recording this, obviously, on Tuesday. Uh, Origin on Wednesday night. So... Uh, just as a, a little thing, keep an eye out for late mail. Um, I know we'll, we'll go through the teams this week, but plenty of Origin players uh, could still miss this week, even though they have been named or vice versa. So, all right, uh, kicking us off with uh, no game on Thursday this week, uh, Friday night. For women's State women, of Origin. Women's State of Origin, yeah, but not super coach relevant no. at, at this point. You know, I know the mm. mixer last year, Mark, was was something that you were you had your eye on for two weeks, and then I forgot to put my team in, and I didn't care for it after that. I did win a shirt. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> good. I Top finished eleventh overall and got nothing. Absolute disgrace <laughs> of a game. They can get fucked. I got a Bundy shirt, so there must be Queensland dogs who run it. Fair enough. But with Gazi, they they knew you already got socks. Yeah, they can get so... fucked. Fuck <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay. Round. Uh, yeah. Plenty of handbrakes when I'm hosting the show. All right. Uh, Friday, the Tigers versus the Raiders minus Jared Croker. Only one game this week on Friday. On the, on the Friday, yep. That's true. Gazi? Trainer. Trainer. Trainer, mate. Uh, Pole is starting lock for the Tigers, offers jump ship. Uh, Kotrick on the wing and Hopawadi at center for the Raiders. Croker being rested because Sticky loves him and Hudson Young named to back up for the Raiders. What do you think about Croker not playing? Geez, I hope he pulls a calf or something hammy, something at training next week. Well, I don't despise the bloke as much as you, so it doesn't, doesn't really worry me. Professional yeah. sport, shit move. I don't mind it either. Don't, don't say anything about Sticky, otherwise you'll be on the list. He can do what he wants, Sticky. We've, I've told you, he can do no wrong. He's a dickhead. Okay. Moving on to Saturday's games. Guardsy. Take you it know, down. The Warriors and the Dolphins at three o'clock. Yeah. yeah, the Warriors have got a few back. Dylan Walker's back. Mitch Barnett's back. So their bench looks a lot more solid than what they've had in recent weeks. Jack, uh, the Dolphins are pretty much the same. Your man, Sweet Baby Ray, starts at lock again, but no one cares. And big vows on the bench again for his third game. How Hopefully dare you? Another four. Just stop. How dare you? <laughs> there is a listener of this show, Austin. He would care, and I also care. I love you, sweet baby Ray. <laughs> and your cool leg tat. Anyway, fly on. Any any thoughts on Ford as a sell because of the bench after he got rested limited minutes last week, out for round sixteen? Anyone own him? I've got him. Thinking about yep. selling him, but depends on really who you can move him to, depending on how much cash you got in other trades. Mate, 
he's a warm body this week. I'm probably not selling him. Yeah. High break even as well. Yeah. He'll be right. Yeah, Make 67. Quiet. It's not too bad. He might score against the Dolphins. Go on, Jackson. Go out and score 80. That's what we want from you. Okay. 5.30 game. Titans and the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Fafita named a backup. Um, Tino named a backup. Kinney at fullback. Cam Pereira back into the team. Kelly on the extended bench. For fee, um, foreign with an unknown foot injury. Or a, or I can't, a known foot injury. A known foot injury. A toe problem. Something wrong with his toe. So um, Campbell into 5'8", which is interesting. Uh, as we all know, Latrell's out. Hasn't been named. Taff in again. And I think Murray and is Arrow on the bench. Yeah. An arrow on the bench. Everything else is pretty much the same as last week. Campbell Graham back. Besides. Oh, yeah, Campbell Graham. I'm lucky. Well, Campbell, isn't he? Uh, anyway, uh, going to the Sharks-Broncos game on at 7.35 on the Saturday night. Talakai has been named to return from injury, so Connor Tracy drops out to the extended bench. But the big news, Supercoach-wise, is Nico Hines has been named to back up from origin. Uh, he should probably do so, given he's playing that utility role. Shouldn't see enormous minutes on Wednesday night. So hopefully he backs up. Uh, Kevy has named all of his origin players uh, to back up. So Walsh, Flegler, Haas, Carrigan and Cobbo all named to back up. So those uh, subs who came in last week, I think Sailor is onto the extended bench. So... I suppose, it, like all these teams, it's wait and see how they come through origin. I think, Gardzi, you were big on it last week that you'd be surprised if Walsh backs up out of origin. So, Sailor could come in for him. But the big news in this game, not entirely super coach relevant, but very relevant for Aiden Gardner's mental health, is that Todd Smith has been named the referee for Saturday night's fixture. So, Guardsy, get down to the bowl shop Saturday afternoon, stock up and let rip. On Seltzer. Put him on the list now. He'll be on it. I think Dan Murphy's has got a sale on Seltzer's this week, mate. Red hot. Yeah. Oh, big shout out to Dan Murphy's. Uh, trainer. We're mm. looking at the Sunday game. Two o'clock, Roosters first. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's a fair bit going on here. Teddy and Collins have both been named to back up. Um, Laurie Hargraves and Joey Manu are named to return. Uh, Butcher starting in the back row and Tupanoa, Tupanoa at lock with Victor Adlier. Uh, Cheese has got the flick with a bunk thumb. Uh, Adokar and TPJ are on the extended bench. So Wilson is on the wing there for Adokar. Ockenbohr starting in the back row and Harrison Edwards has been put on the bench. Oh, and Daniel Tupo's eighth man for the Chooks as well. You're right. There was a bit going on there, Trainer. Well done, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah, going to the last game of the round. Cal- second, second last. Second last. Oh, so we've got the six o'clock game. All right. Mm-hmm. Have a week off and this is what happens. Uh, Cowboys versus Storm, Sunday, four o'clock. Yes. Um, Cowboys... I've named Dot Origin blokes on an extended bench. Talangi, Cotter, Holmes. Lolo's also on the bench. I think a few of them will probably play, depending on how they pull up. is also back on the bench with Lukey and Leilua getting the starting spots. 
Uh, Sammy Valame also starts on the wing for him. He only signed like a week or two ago, so might be handy. And then obviously Melbourne have named all their origin guys, which Munster usually backs up unless it's yeah, and Harry Grant, well, he he doesn't play 80, so we expect him to back up, but yeah. Thanks, Gardzi. All right, the last game of the round, uh, 6 o'clock, uh, 6.15 kickoff, uh, Panthers-Dragons. Mark? Uh, all the Panthers' origin players have been named to back up against the Dragons. Um from a super coach perspective, Isaac Tunga has been named on an extended bench, so keep an eye on that. That could be in could be the end of the road for the peach. Um, I'm not sure you want him in your team if he's uh, coming off the bench and playing that utility role. For the Dragons, Hunt has been named to back up, so Sullivan drops back to the bench and Embi drops out of the 17. Jack Bird. Uh, is out again with that knee injury. So it's obviously more serious or causing him more problems uh, than they're letting on. He had that week off and then played last week, but he's gone again for the Dragons. What's that team news this week? Um, as we said at the top, though, uh, keep an eye out for late mail, as always. Um, yeah, good to look 24 hours when the teams get cut down to, what is it, two extra people on the bench, on the extended bench. It's hard, boys. We've heard the sound. We know what it means. Gardzi, your chin list. Yeah, boys. Uh, you all seem to think I'm not very calm this week, but I think I am pretty calm. But anyway. It's you, mean you haven't been calm in the chat. We've been spraying everyone. That's because so you both Queensland dogs. Spraying me since the moment you saw me tonight. I'm fired up, boys. It's 24 hours till kickoff almost. Any kid wants to go me tomorrow, tell you what. They're in for a treat. <laughs> Anyway, on with the list. Uh, the first on the list, Adam G and Chris Butler. He was the bunker for the, the Dolphins-Dragons game. They're both on the list because they had absolute stinkers. I don't care what anyone says. DeBellin should not have been sin bin. It wasn't that dangerous of a tackle. Where are you meant to tackle? You I can't agree. tackle below the knees. You can't tackle them in the head. Where are you meant to tackle them in the guts? Honestly, I'm sick of it. Game's gone soft. I agree, Gardzi. Well done, mate. Good list. And I don't even own DeBellin. The, we won't call him what he is, allegedly. But we won't call him it. But I, I, I don't well, think well, there was anything okay. in it. And then the other one, just checking with our legal counsel. Are we allowed to say that? I, I just said allegedly. I didn't. He didn't say anything. He didn't say what he allegedly was. Okay. I could. He could have said he's a really good bloke. Allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> a rapper. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. But he likes to play a bit of a rapper. The good, <laughs> no, the good, the good bloke. He likes to play a bit of golf. Try and get some hole in ones. <laughs> anyway. Back to the list. Uh, the other one, I was a bit... The uh, bunker call from Chris Butler, when he said it was a knockback off Hunt, I don't know what game he was watching where it was a knock knockback. It was an absolute disgrace. You all probably don't remember it, but... No, I remember it. Yeah. It was a disgrace. I don't know what game he was watching. I don't know if he... Was that when it hit the bloke in the f- upper arm? And... Hit the bloke in the arm. Yeah. Went forward. Went forward, uh, but it was a knockback, apparently. Yeah. Play on. Bloke's absolutely blind. Anyway, next on the list, boys. This one, he didn't really do anything during the game. He just has a head that annoys me. And he was a bit of a sook the whole game. So Freddie Lussick is on the list, boys. I know he got concussed not very far into the game, from what I remember, but he just looks like a sook. 
And he's I I'm I'm prepared to say it. He's the first person on the chin list I reckon I can take. I've seen him box against Taylor May. He got absolutely belted. So Freddie Lussie, congrats. You're on the chin list, and I reckon I've got you covered. You shit. Next on the list, boys. I was very fired up during the game. It pissed me off. It was a tense game. The bloody Kiwis, honestly. We bring the game back to them. We thank them. And they decide to be absolute pelicans and run all over the field like absolute idiots. 12 of them. Mate, honestly, it felt like they were just... Did you see the videos? There were that many wankers running on the field thinking they're hilarious. No crime, no time in New Zealand, apparently, Mate, when it comes to this stuff. We need to... Yeah, that's the other thing. Where's the... That New Zealand sponsor, he probably doesn't have a word to say about this now, does he? Letting them freaking run all over the field. Absolute wanker. You're all wankers. Anyone that runs on the field during a game is a wanker. Andrew Simons did, did it best when he just stuck his shoulder into one of them. We need more of it. I wish I'm trying, someone on the Broncos who gets angry. Fleglow wasn't playing. He would have chinned one of them for sure, I reckon. He's that kind of bloke. But someone needed to get off the field, let the boys play footy, fuck off. And stay in the crowd. If you can't handle your piss, don't drink. Bloody Kiwis. This is why we beat you in footy every year. Yeah, Go watch rugby. See, see that that bloke with a shoey too in New Zealand? No, no he's all right. No. He's all right. No, he's oh, too. How's that though? They were going to ban him for life. Yeah. doing a shoey in the crowd. But so we, let's say they should have. 12 but people we'll, run all over the field and they welcome back next week. We'll stop the game for 10 minutes. But that's fair, fair play. You can come back next week. But if you do a shoey, you're banned. Fucking Kiwis, honestly. Pull your heads together. <laughs> and finally, uh, Bradman Best is on the list just for being an absolute hog. Poor old Greg scored Agreed. a hat. He could have scored about seven, I reckon. I was at the Bradman... game, and yeah. he could have genuinely scored seven. The amount of times he's wide open and Bradman thinks, I'm going to score myself with my sick leg tat. You're shit, Bradman. You're tat shit. You've got a shit haircut. You've got a shit head. Piss off, Bradman. He might Shit go back game to two. you're a disgrace to Don Bradman. He might go back to Bali and get another leg tap this week. Yeah. I hope he gets an infection. <laughs> and that's about it, boys. Oh, also, we'll finish it off. Uh, Dan and Trainer, you're on the list for being Queensland dogs. And any listeners that's a Queenslander, especially if you're born in New South Wales and go for Queensland, you're an absolute kiss, cousin kissing dog. <laughs> We going straight into DMs after that. Yeah, I can't, I can't speak after that. All right. So, uh, a couple of DMs. I didn't get the post up till late, but people often wait till the post goes up before they fire a DM in. We do record most weeks, so just fire them in during the week. I'm I'm happy to accept them before the post goes up. So it's not like you're busy at work or anything. <laughs> no, not busy at all. Um, so this one's from Shooter. Shooter's been quiet for a little while, but Shooter says he makes a comment here, guards, that you might want to take on board. I think you will agree with it. He says, how does Blocker never make it to the chin list? Worst commentator ever. Must be on the lowest wage at Fox. I think we'd all agree with that. So, um, Yes. Agree. thoughts? I do agree. Blocker is a spud, but I just forget about him most of the time because Warren Smith and Ennis just make me way too <laughs> Michael Ennis was a glaring omission from the list this week, Garzi. Yeah, look, I, I didn't really listen to him much. I think I just drank instead. Do you know, some days I just can't handle those guys, so I just watch the game on mute. Oh, they're very bad. Like, All right, he's got a couple. commentate myself. He's got a couple of uh, questions here. He says, DWZ an option. Anyone think Dallin's an option after a huge score last week? 
don't play round 16, I don't think, do they? No, I wouldn't be buying him. It's pretty expensive. One hot day doesn't make summer? Only minus two break even. Mm. Guardsy, any, any love there? No, she's got a shit haircut. So what's that? Looks, the... looks too much like Jerome Luai. Oh, it's a good reason not to get him. And bomb a try too. <laughs> yeah. So he, he did he score a few tries on the weekend? He got I mean, a he couple, one, I think. But he bombed one as well. Mm. So oh, he's not probably someone that I'd be looking to bring in and keep. I think now you want to be starting to bring in blokes that you want to keep for the run home. Uh, doesn't play around 16, so he's not in my short-term plans, even though he'll go up in price. If we all don't endorse him, he's probably a absolute lock and buy him this week. Dolph Unnies. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Want... You. All right. So he says, should I sell Hammer or Warbrick this week? Hammer not being named um, by Wayne or Warbrick. I haven't even looked at Warbrick. Is he tapped? Is he maxed out? I sold Warbrick weeks ago, so have zero interest in even looking at his stats. No, but who does he sell out of those two? I, if this week is any indication, then it looks like Wayne is happy to rest his Origin guys after the Origin, so he's going to miss the big buy rounds and he's going to miss the weeks after, so he's probably not going to play much over the next uh, little period hammer, so if I own both, potentially him. Anyone got any other advice around Hammer or Warbrick to sell this week? Yeah, I like those points, Mark. I echo them. All right, and he's got one last sell between two people. Uh, sell Murray or Hosking? I feel like if you've held Murray they're, this long... They're both, they're both sells. Yeah, if you've held Murray this long, though, like, I don't know. Like, the South's run is amazing <clears throat> going home. He does play Origin, though. Yeah, but I don't know. But you've lost a fair bit of money on Murray, too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, you only lose money if you sell. Yeah, so if I had to sell one first, I'd probably sell Hosking and hope Murray comes good after Origin. Hosking has a bigger break even, too. Yeah. So he's got a few few quandaries this week. I'll shoot it a sort out, and I hope we've uh, helped him sort those ones out. All right, question from Alex. He says... Busy. It's been a busy day, so he got his questions in late. Busy day selling Origin footy doubles. So if you're in Moree and you want a footy double for tomorrow's Origin, reach out to Alex. Everyone should know him. Is it too early enough, or do we wait until after Origin? So that's the first part of his question. Is it too early enough? Who wants to go first? I think you probably don't want enough to the same extent anyway that you probably have done in previous years. Uh, things like, you know, concussion stand downs, all of those sorts of things. I think you need some pretty good depth in all your positions. I think this year, maybe you could run with one, maybe two, but um, is it too early? Oh, you could potentially have one at this stage, but I would certainly wouldn't be having any more than one at this point in time. I reckon if you already have one, so say you bought a Burbo or you bought, if you got Franklin Pele or someone like that, you can probably continue to hold them. But with how hard it is the week after the major buy as well to get 17 on the field, I think you want as many active players as you can get. Trainer, you were going to say something? Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I think I think it's what you as a bloke said is probably right. It's probably too early enough. you as Mark said, you really want to have that depth there with 
with HIAs, and I think a lot of people have gone pretty hard pretty early with trading. Oh, well, I know a few of us have. So, yeah, you don't want enough out too early, especially this time of year with buyers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyone else? Guardsy, you got something? Oh, too early to enough, yeah. I think. But, yeah, especially with buy rounds and stuff still to come. So the second part of the question is wait until after Origin. I reckon that's the best time. Yeah. Round 20, seven rounds to go. You should have a pretty locked-in team. And if you need to make some big trades and you need the cash, you need to downgrade to enough, I think it's okay to do then. But even then, it's it's harder to do that this year with a team on the buy every week. Mm. You don't want to have enough and a gun from the team on the buy be in the same position either. Like it's, yep. I think it's just much harder this year. You'd have to nuff in the big positions of center wing and two RF. You couldn't nuff anywhere else. So, well, maybe front row is even too skinny. Like I think to nuff necessarily, unless you've got someone who's not. Do a much like Pele and you don't want to waste a trade. I think it's important if you're thinking of nothing, make sure they've got some dual position yep. so you can definitely swing them. I know that goes without saying. But... Yeah, center, center wing and 2RF would be the best place, I think, to do that. Um, His second part, and this must be Austin's question, is sweet baby Ray enough? I don't think he is enough. He scored 50 last week, named it 13. He could turn into a bit of enough, but... I think he could turn into a bit of an AE nightmare if he comes off the bench and only gets 20 or 30 minutes. He Austin seems to think not, apparently. He thinks he's a must-have. And he said, I'm on Austin's gin list because I don't have him. So Excellent. I'm going to jump in here. Austin, you're a legend. Love sweet baby Ray. Um, he's done wonders for my team this year. Pumped out 54 last week. Oh, I just love seeing it. Um yeah, I don't encourage violence, but yeah, if, if you if you're gonna put one on your dad's chin, because yeah, because make it he, because of sweet baby Ray. Yeah, sweet baby Ray would endorse it. Give him a bit of sweet baby Ray sauce afterwards. I tell you what, if you don't call your team sweet baby Ray next year, hundred percent, it's already locked in. Absolute disgrace. I'm probably gonna call my BBL super coach and sweet baby Ray too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a couple more couple more questions. One from Dowsty. Jerome Hughes as a stepping stone to Hines after the buys. 540k with some easier games coming up. Anyone looking at Jerome Hughes for the run coming up? With a sit like maybe sell out Nico. I think we've lost no. him. No, got him. Nah, I'm not looking at Jerome. I can't be if I'm honest, I'm not looking at trading either of my halves. I don't think Nico's gonna play huge origin minutes. He'll back up. Not an issue, in my opinion. I Not an he... issue that he only plays 14 and 15, then doesn't play 16 or 17, then plays but, 18. But even with those only games, he'll probably still score the same or more points than Hughes, in my opinion. Well, I think one of those games is against the Dragons. Where Round 18. Score, where he'll score 800 on his own. Round How 18. often does Hughes turn up? Not very often. Exactly. Bound to happen this week now. Uh, I would, I don't know. I'm very similar to guards in, in the sense that I'm not making any trades um, in the halves or at hooker, really, because I'm pretty happy with uh, where we're at, where my team's at there. So, yeah, I'm locking Nico and Cleary in for the rest of the year. Hopefully, no injuries. So, mm. make some trades elsewhere. Trina, what are your thoughts? Yeah, agree with the halves are locked in situation. 
I'm actually a Nico seller from last week. I sold him. Um, And I'm thinking about moving Hughes in this week with the fact that Nico only plays three out of the next five or six six games, seven games. And that's if he doesn't get a rest um, at all. So I think there's a chance that if New South Wales don't go very well in this first game, that they have a history of making a few knee-jerk reactions and... If they think it's Jerome Luai, the man to go, I think Nico could play 5-8 in the next origin and then have a rest and he gets a rest after the next big buy anyway. And then I think you can probably move, bring him in for round 18 if it's all looking good to play the Dragons and then have a rest and then have him for the run home. So I've got I've saved a few trades. So I've still got 24 trades. So I thought it was a good move to get him out and bring him back in. That must be so nice. Yeah. Gazi? No, <laughs> you're not talking to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, so it's, there's it's 24 hours before kickoff. All right, so we're, lost, we're split lost. on that one. I actually don't mind the Jerome Hughes. I'm actually thinking about doing it this week and have him as a play for up until the end of round 17, and then flip him to Nico to have Nico for the St George game. So, yeah. Anyway, hope that's helped, Dousty. First time, first time questioner. So that was. We've lost him. God. Is that a gutful? Just for the listeners, we've lost Matt Trainer. Well, we'll keep pushing on. We'll keep pushing on. Um, this one, this question comes from the Saints Army. So, poor St. George fan. Um, he says, I had a good round 13, but now on Struggle Street with seven Eels, Manly and Knights, plus Croker and Pele, and Origin backup, thinking of trading Gutho and Croker, who are the best centre wing and fullbacks to bring in. I think center wings from Canterbury are pretty good because they play both the major buy rounds. Do they have the round after? Graz is fairly cheap now. Break even's what, like 60 or something, isn't it? So he's not really going to lose much more. 52, I, 52 I think. So they, he's missed, not really they missed round 17, the Bulldogs. But... So that's a tough one to. Like the Bulldogs not playing round 17 is a hard one, like this week after the major buy round. But you probably should have enough or be able to get enough into there. So I reckon he's the standout in the centre wing position. Um, Your man, Dream Buller, Gardsy, still got money to make. My man, yep. Dream the Dream. Dream's got a bit of money to make around. Um, you could also look at a Sharks outside back, I think. Your man, you're spruiking your man there, Gardsy? Possibly. He's got a massive break even, but my man, Ronaldo, is one to watch. I think his break even is like 120, so might have to wait a week, but even Talakai looks like he's playing some decent footy again. Sione Katal is pretty cheap. He he crosses the line fairly often. There's a few from the Sharks you could look at. What about fullbacks? Fullback, I think, is a bit of a tricky one where we all thought it was a bit of a lock and load, lay down Mazzaire. It's it's become a bit more of a tricky one, especially with Latrell getting injured. So no chance of a no chance of a backup or a, he's not been named for this week. Souths have a buy coming up and then the other tricky one with South players is they've got the buy in round 26. So unless you've got some trades at the end, you probably don't want to run. You wouldn't want to have Cody, AJ and Latrell all sitting on the pine for those all important head to head grand finals. Hey, Dan Marnie. Uh, <laughs> not about that this year. Not about head to head. No, I've won too many head to head. He's got the certificates to prove oh, it. Yeah. They're all displayed in the office. <laughs> so there are a, a few options in that, Fullback, centre wing, where you've got dual position 
players. We talked about Asako earlier. I know trainer's not big on him, but player like Asako, Ruben Garrick has jewels um, that that you can swing around if players are on buy. So they're not bad options to to bring in. Either that gives you a bit of flexibility in both of those positions. So I've just looked up some stats here on this stuff. Sorry, I know you're. I know. Go for it. The stats no, guy, but, um, so the trail's obviously averaging. He's the he's the top fullback, uh, averaging seventy nine point five points a game. Jermaine Asako seventy eight point one. So if you don't own him in the center wing, potentially you could play him at fullback. Uh, Tom Travojevic seventy seven point two average. Dylan Edwards. Uh, average of 77. He's pretty expensive though, isn't he? 805.6K. Wow. Uh, Reese Walsh at 649, obviously origin um, over the next few weeks um, as well for him. Yeah, 75.7 average. But then Will Kennedy, also number six. So he averages 74.5, scored a few tries. What's his price? Uh, Only 702. So 100 grand cheaper than Edwards. I think... Edwards would probably be the number one pick with the buy schedule and everything coming up, plus no chance of playing Origin, I wouldn't think. Um, but then Kennedy's probably second. But I think Gutho as well, if he can wait a week. We'll see Gutho's number nine. I so. probably wouldn't sell Gutho, I don't think. I think he just offers too much coverage after this weekend. Well, they play all three buy rounds, Parramatta, but yeah, Gutho's lost 49K um, in the last couple of weeks. So, Well, last week he lost 49K, so... Um, yeah, there you go. So that's that's your top, and then you've also obviously got someone like Nick Meany at um, just under seven hundred k. See, Nick Meany offers pretty good coverage as well, Kicks like right goals. up to round, right up to round nineteen. Kicks goals, scores a few tries. Yeah, and he's not going too bad. So, and he seems to go all right even with Munster out. I think so. Nick Meany's probably a fair shout because he can cover that full back end centre wing, like Mark said. So, yeah, don't hate that. So I hope that's answer, answered. Uh, the Saints Army's question. That ends DMs with Davo this week. Don't forget, you don't need to wait for the Instagram post to go up. Just slide into the DMs anytime. <laughs> Talking points with Trainer this week, but he's got some pretty average internet out in Mudgy, so I'm going to lead this uh, this segment for him this week. We only have a couple of talking points. We want to talk about, in our opinions, who we think is going to back up after Wednesday night's game. We're going to kind of keep it to the high ownership players. So the highest ownership player playing Origin, Payne Haas. Is that right? That doesn't seem right. Where's Nathan Cleary? Well, Nathan Cleary. Do we think Nathan Cleary will back up? Yeah. They play the last game of the round. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. So what is it? Wednesday to Sunday. Oh, he's got a bad tooth, yeah. about the tooth? It's a tooth. Ivan Cleary is usually pretty good, but like when he names them, they play. There's usually not too much smoke and mirrors with him. If he's not gonna if he's not gonna play him, he just doesn't name him. Cleary's down to the 47 percent ownership. Just if you were wondering, so yeah, Payne Haas, forty eight percent ownership. Do we think Payne will back up? Yeah, I think he will. I think Payne's just a machine. He'd play every day of the week if they if they wanted him to. Yeah, hopefully get some reduced minutes. Do you Fuck think Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Is that from your Broncos hat or your Queensland hat or both? Oh, well, I was just talking about my Supercatch hat, to be honest. <laughs> when he comes back, hopefully he plays oh, reduced you, minutes. I, I thought you meant in, in Wednesday night's game. You hope he gets reduced. I don't think he's going to play reduced minutes on Wednesday. You're freaking forward packs ordinary. Yeah. 
worst New South Wales team in history. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Look at the illnesses through camp, injuries. We're on the back uh, foot. Tooth issues. We are. We're, we're the underdogs. For underdogs sure. for sure. Uh, Nico, Nico Hines. I think we're all of the opinion that Nico is going to back up, play limited minutes. I think Freddie came out and said that he might play nine for some of the game. Yeah, and a bit of middle. I can't see really how they're going to do that, but they've already got so many middles as it is, like yeah. the ball playing middle, especially like Murray and Yo. Even yeah. Junior Paulo, like, what the hell do they need Nico to play the middle for? Well, that's that's what I mean. I, I reckon he's probably only going to get fifteen minutes on the at, at nine. I would say, and or cover for an injury. Well, well, a waste of time wetting his hair, I'd say. Well, I, yeah, geez, wonder what he'll do. If he'll keep it wet, just in case he needs to be activated at any time, or if he just wets it as he runs out. Mm. Well, say I'll give him a water bottle, let it keep him by his side, and just say this is in case of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> All right, the next most owned player, Harry Grant, 36% owned. I think last year he played 43. The most minutes he played was 49, I think, in one of the Origin games. So, Yeah, he splits it pretty evenly with Ben Hunt in Origin. He has been named to start, I think, for Melbourne. I think he will play again, whether he plays 80 minutes, but I think he will play. Anyone else? Anyone else think he won't play? Harry Grant. He'll play. Seventy. Because yeah. they don't have a they don't have a backup, so No. All right, next most owned player, David Fafita, named to start named to start for the Titans as well. Thirty percent of teams sweating on him playing. I think it's the same issue. They don't have a great deal of depth left in the back row with, with some injuries, so I think he has to play. And they need to keep winning. Agreed. All right, Guardsy, this one's aimed at you. Reese Walsh, still owned by 23% of teams. Thoughts on him backing up? Named. Even if he does back up, I would not expect him to be able to play 80. The bloke can't play 80 in a week. He cramps up every game he plays this year. I cannot. I just can't see him playing 80 and then backing up on Saturday and playing 80 only three days later. Uh, Kem Murray, 22% owned. He'll back up. He'll back up. Uh, who else was there? Val Holmes? He'll back up. Always. He, he's named on an extended bench, so. Todd's Unless he fine. gets a niggle, he'll back up. Because Todd's named all of all of their origin people. Yeah, Todd so, plays funny buggers though. Yeah, so I think they're the they're the top they're they're the ones owned by more than twenty percent of teams, so So he's gonna have to identify whether he's gonna keep them in before twenty four hours. Well, one of them anyway, at yeah. least. So what's that? Correct. What? What? So when they do they play? play? Four o'clock on Sunday. So it's we should be four o'clock on Saturday. Four o'clock on Saturday is still probably enough games that if you need to make some moves around uh, Val Holmes to get seventeen, you can. So I think that's um, I think that's a bit of a rundown. I I I actually think most of the Origin players will back up. Um, this year because it's such a tight comp. So in years past, there's already been a bit of a divide between those top teams and the bottom eight. So I think there's two wins between fourth and 13th or something like that. So I just think teams need to keep winning because it's so tight. So I would expect most of them to back up unless they get an injury. So, all right. Yeah, there's four teams on 18 points and then... The next three teams are on 16. But I think a couple of those teams on 18. I think, 
have had two buys already. I think out of all those, the most likely to not back up is Payne Haas. Yeah. I probably agree. Just because he's a middle. In regards, yeah, yeah, in regards of how many minutes he's going to play for the Blues, our position on the ladder, and also our depth of middles. Yeah. A... Walsh, maybe as well. Tristan Saylor played pretty well last week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Probably a good shout, that one. I think the Broncos are probably in the best position. Well, the, the Broncos are one of those teams that are on 18 points at the moment. And have only had one buy or no buys? Have had no buys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be thinking if you earned some Broncos players that were playing Origin, I reckon there's a fair chance. Mm. Especially because the baby Broncos got the job done last week. Um, I think shout, them out, win- shout out to those who tipped them. I like think real um, fans. <laughs> I think them winning last week has will have a big influence on what happens this week. So, all right. The second talking point: targets for the next buy rounds, rounds sixteen and seventeen, and nineteen and twenty. Um, Mark, you might take it away here and give us a bit of an indication of the teams that have a really sweet run through that time. Um, particularly teams that is there any teams that play both like sixteen and seventeen, but then mightn't play. 19, so you can kind of get them now and run them up to round 19 and then not burn your trades. Yeah, so the Cowboys play 16, 17, don't play 19. Uh, same Manly are in the same boat. The Knights are in the same boat. Uh, Penrith, the Roosters and the Storm all play um, round 16, but 16, 17, but don't play 19. So they're not bad teams to target over the next few weeks. I know a few people play like maybe Joey Manu. A few people might have sold him when he got injured. He might be one that comes back into a few teams over the next few weeks. Um, so a bit a bit like this round after the buy, you lose Para, Knights and Sea Eagles players. Yep. After round 16, you lose Bulldogs, Sharks and Tigers. So you probably don't want more than, I think we had the number of five last week, we said would be about the maximum number of players from those two teams. So you've just got to be careful not to overcommit, particularly with the Sharks being a pretty attractive proposition. You wouldn't want to carry two or three of their outside backs plus a Nico and Nickera. Yeah, Yeah, like Wilton. Like there's plenty of pretty good super coach options at the Sharks. So you've just got to be a bit careful um, with the Bulldogs. Like in reality, how many Bulldogs do you want? Probably only Kiraz really by the time that comes around. Preston, maybe. Preston, yeah. So there's two. And then you might have a couple of Sharks. And, you know, if you've still got Jareem, that's one of your fullbacks. You could run into the same problems you've got if you have things there. So is there any players that you think we can target around that time? I've actually got my eye on uh, John Bateman. I think he's starting to come good. And I think he's at a really good price um, now as one of those five players that Plays 16 and 19, but doesn't play 17, so 586. He's also a good option because I think round 17 is the Tigers' third buy, so I think they then don't have another buy for the rest of the year. They'll play every game from round 18 on seek, and if if you want him, you can just lock him into your team for the rest of the year. You don't have to worry about uh, why. I was looking at Bateman and IPAP because I feel like IPAP's Got the base. He just needs some more attacking stats. But I think you'd probably... have to choose one or the other. You, yeah. couldn't, you definitely couldn't run yeah. them both. IPAP's fairly cheap as well, but looking at his stats, he just hasn't been the beast this year. Whereas Bateman, 
he'll do one of his crossfield runs and break eight tackles and yeah. get his points. They're run home, the Tigers. I know they are the Tigers, but yeah, but they're, they're actually not playing too bad. Like I know everyone's bagged them, but they lost a few close games. It's, it's and funny. then it's funny they get a decent fullback and actually look like a decent team. Yeah, but from round nine, so they play the Sharks in round nineteen. Then they've got the Knights, Dragons, South, which will be a tough game for them. Then Canberra, New Zealand, the Dolphins, the Chooks, and Manly. Like that's a pretty that's pretty not a good bad, run. Yeah, don't hate it's it. It's not a bad little run. Could be great if you own Bateman. Bateman could have gone a tear there. Yeah, especially at five eighty. Like that's, I can't see him. I think he's got to break even in the thirties. Is that right? Oh yes, I can confirm. Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get him much cheaper this year. I think he's going to average currently one percent a team. He doesn't have that bit massive low score in him. Like even if he has a bad game, he probably still still get you a forty. Which yeah, super pod one percent ownership. Uh, it plays eighty. He's my man. I think he's the one that I I think I really want to target. Don't go telling everyone. Well, that's our job, isn't it? No. Let's <laughs> give him a bum steer, everyone. I'll, ch- I'll check with. Duffy. We give him enough. We give him enough help by telling him players we're gonna get, and they don't get him. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll check. Dolphins is probably right, so brought him in. Anyone? Anyone identify anyone else? Like we got the Bulldogs. I know trainer, you're moving on someone you said earlier in the pod from the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone's going to get a Kiraz. Everyone's going to get a Nakora. Do you know what? I actually think with trades being pretty tight, I don't reckon Kiraz is as big a slam dunk as everyone thinks. And I think he'll... What's he? What's his ownership? I don't think it'll be super high after his injury. I reckon he might stay pretty... 5% of teams. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he got over 10. Which is still pretty good, so... I don't know why he'd be top five or six set of wings. Like, he's... You've watched when he comes back. He's been back for what a, a week or two or whatever, but he's just good base. Has twenty hit ups every game and bust tackles. Like his offloads aren't as prevalent as the start of the year, but and he, and the uh, doggies going still, all right. They'll score some tries. He still looked busted when they first came back, didn't he? And he looks like he's moving a bit more freely. He came back at Magic Round, didn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, or the week before. I, I don't know, but he looked very, very he, he hampered. Could, he could hardly move. I think. And he was still going good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty heavily taped up. Yeah. Yeah, he must he saw Tohu Harris's uh strapper, I think. Yeah. The mummy. I'm surprised they've got any strapping left after they strapped Tohu up. He's had he has to arrive at the game an hour and a half early. Yeah. Just to get strapped. If we're if we're on the, the topic of teams to target with good schedules in this next period, there's probably a couple who have some uh, have a bit of a tougher run, so popular, I think, teams super coach wise, like the Raiders and South, they both miss, both miss round 16 and round 20. So, round 20 is that uh last buy round after the big buy. Which, again, if you're carrying a stack of South and Canberra players through that period, you might find it hard to get to the 17 in round 20. So you just want to be careful about how many players from those teams that, that you've got on your books as well. And I think you mentioned that, Guardsy, if you've got Horsburgh and Tarpanay in your front row, might be pretty hard to cover. So you might need some jewels to swing one of them down into the two RF so you can you can cover those blokes when they have that buy around. So, um, Mark, you got anyone you're targeting? Any players? Uh, Karaz was the one who I was going to trade 
Jared Croker out this week. Um, I don't... I mean, all, all the obvious targets after Origin, but I probably haven't really got a huge player that I'm looking to target in the next few weeks. Is is the people we want to bring in, to, are we looking to bring a pod in or are we just looking to bring in anyone? Like anyone that's good? Either both. Yeah. Probably need, I probably need a couple of pods where I'm ranked to... What's your, man, what's your man Ronaldo's ownership, Guardsy, do you know? I don't know. I was looking at him. He's break even's pretty high this week. I think he's at a weight. So you might get him in the week after or something like that. Yeah, his break even's like a hundred and something. So he's playing the Broncos though, so he might score three. <laughs> he's at six percent ownership, which is awesome. Decent. More yeah. than Kiraz. Yeah. Well, I well, think like I said, I think a lot of people might sleep on Kiraz, um, just with the injury and he hasn't looked awesome since he's been back, but I actually, I really like Kiraz. I'm, I think I'm a shandy short of going Croker to Kiraz this week, so it might put my, might put my Hughes trade on the back burner, and I might make other moves this week instead. But I think we're, uh, I think we've talked enough in that talking points thing. So I hope we're in that area. So I hope we've steered people in a direction that can help them on. So um, that wraps it up. Gentlemen, trades for this week. We've talked a little bit off air, um, but now it's time to share with the viewers, well, the listeners, sorry, the listeners, uh, you know, where, where we're thinking this week so they can not listen to the advice and go elsewhere with their trades. Trainer, it's good to see the uh, the curse hasn't struck yet With in terms of trades, bringing blokes in. Well, actually, has it? Mm, uh, Burbo. I'm sure it has. Yeah, Burbo. Whoops. Sorry, mate. Yep. I forgot about Burbo. Still got him. Um, Davo, thoughts of trades this week? Uh, I, I, I've tossed, I don't know. I really don't know this week. It's a, it's a difficult one. It'll depend on who backs up. So I think it's going to be one of those in, as the rolling round happens, I'm probably going to make trades. I did think I was going to trade Isaiah Katoa to Jerome Hughes, but it doesn't allow me, it uses all my cash in reserve and doesn't allow me to make any other moves like the John Bateman one I talked about before. And uh, trainers' comments around Kiraz have really made me think that he might be an important one as well. Uh, so I just don't know where I'm going to go. So, yeah, I, I'm not much helped anyone this week around trades, except that I think I'm just going to trade as the as the round rolls. My last uh, two weeks of trades, I have thought I was all sold on them early in the week and then I've made last-minute trades, uh, last-minute changes. So, yeah, I've got someone like Nikora that I'm really keen on in the back row, but also I've heard your points about Bateman. So. I don't mind the IPAP call either, so you've just got to make a call on my, if you're going to go one of those Tigers ones, which way you'd go. Yep. Um, Mark? Oh, I want to move Croker to Karaz, but I've just plugged it in then and I'm about 10,000 short. Um, so I'll need to make another trade somewhere as well. But uh, I think I'll definitely be going Croker to Karaz. And the other trade will be probably based on origin injuries 
who backs up. So it'll be made later in the week, I think. Garzi? Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards training Jackson Ford this week. I think he's done. And as David said, I was tossing up between IPAP and Bateman. Looking at their stats, they're pretty similar, but I think Bateman has more of a chance of getting some more attacks. So I think I'm leaning towards Bateman. What's the price difference? Do you know? It's like 20K. Bateman's 580. Some IPAP's 560. You're right. IPAP's still got a decent break even of like 90, though. Okay. So. That that doesn't leave your team, obviously, short cards this week, trading a player out who's playing. No, I'm still good as long as... Oh, no, I'm pretty much... I'm good either way. I can cover. Yeah, I've got like 19 or 20. So you're relying on a few blokes backing up with Origin? Um, the only backups really is as long as Cleary or Hines do. If Val backs up, if not, I can cover him by playing like a, a Harrison Edwards or something. Harry Grant, you still own him? No, I've got Cookie. Okay. He'll back up. And then I've got Payne Haas, obviously. Trainer, thoughts? Uh, I am. I'm just going to do Croak and Akiraz. So that's pretty well locked in. Uh, doesn't really cost that much to jump from him to him, which is nice. So just going to make it up on what I can. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just see what happens. I think I've got 17 available players this week. Uh, I'm really just carrying some dead wood, which is affecting my my uh, body count at the moment. Ben Turbo and Frankie Pele just sitting there stinking up my team. Uh, and then I'm going to vice-captain Cody Walker and captain Nathan Cleary. Well, we didn't talk about captains and vice-captains. I think I might go back to the well with Asako and captain Cleary on the last game Sunday, as long as he looks like he's going to play. I'm looking at uh, VC, Isako, captain Cody Walker. That's the way I'm leaning as well. VC, Asako. Captain Cody Walker. Mm, yeah, that makes three of us. Uh, I will just have a look at when, uh, if if Cleary gets named, because I might go after him too against the Dragons. My other option, who I'm looking at, possibly is Joey Manu as captain. Named at 5'8", which is a big plus for him. Huge. All right. Mark, uh, your succulent multi. Another two out of three last week. Yes, I picked the wrong Parramatta half to get over the try line. I was surprised Sevo didn't make it last week, just quietly. Uh, but he went wingers. Yeah. Can you just go wingers this week? No. Good. Front rollers. You want the value <laughs> yeah, of front yeah. rollers. He's going three front rower first-time try scorers just to AFB. try and be something safe. No, Jack Alex so, so the first leg is Alex Twal, but oh. first, tr- first try scorer, not any time. First <laughs> try scorer in the game, Alex Twal. Paying $7 million. <laughs> no. But uh, that cuts short the uh, section around the succulent Chinese multi. It's kept cool. cut from the pod. We'll be in Bali next week, boys, if that pays off. <laughs> that would be succulent, though, wouldn't it? Oh, if uh, Alex Twal scores the first try, I'm getting a leg tap. <laughs> <laughs> of what? Of Alex Twole on the yeah. 
Well, it obviously, be, it'd obviously be a sweet baby Ray, but <laughs> but it would it would be on my leg. <laughs> I might even get a neck tattoo if he scores first. <laughs> He'll just get sweet baby Ray sauce tattooed on his neck. I, I will. Oh, there you oh. go. I will get a tattoo on my neck if Alex Twald scores first. Does anyone watch a or listen to a podcast called We Got the Chocolates? And they did this thing where the bloke said he'd get a Prince Albert. Prince Albert if something happened and it was like a one in 50 chance they play a numbers game so it's probably even more and he one they both say one two three and then say the number and they oh, both said that's the what what are the odds what are the odds yeah, yeah they both picked number 27 so he's gone down to get a Prince Albert in Melbourne Ooh. I hope this neck tap comes off because we're going to hold come it come on Alex there's about yeah uh, come on Alex there's, there's, there's a one in all. two million chance this is never <laughs> that is he's not even starting though is he no he's not no, no. Uh, but no, we're sticking with the any try scorer theme. This week in the multi, we have Campbell Graham. I think he will be primed for a big game after missing out on Origin. Like Campbell it. Graham against the Gold Coast Titans, who aren't noted for their defence. Uh, we're going to the Sharks and the Broncos game. Guardsy's man, Ronaldo, loves a try down there at Shark Park. He's in. I should be on the list, by the way. I can't get tickets to that game. Bringing it home, we're going to have to wait for the last game of the week. Dylan Edwards to score a try against the St. George Illawarra. I like to call them the Steelers. Let's go against the Steelers. Uh, so I like it. I like it. You like it? So There's definitely that, two out of three in there that will score. Definitely, definitely two out of three. Two out of three definitely three, two yeah. out of three. I should start doing system multis, actually. Get some return. Uh, so that is at the succulent price of seven dollars and three cents, or seven eighty nine with a boost. To guess this week. Oh, sorry, Dan, you were choking. I know. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's hope two out of three becomes three I was out of three. Choking that price, unbelievable. <laughs> three out of three this week for the succulent multi. I think we've been doing it for about seven weeks. So if you get this one up, you're back to even. Yeah. So. Um, yes, a tough week this week after a buy round, another three teams on the buy. Um, one that I hope lots of Origin players back up from. A really great Origin game where the Blues win in a close one by, say, 30. Um, we'll all be watching tomorrow. There'll be plenty of plenty of uh, Queensland dogs from Guardsy, I'm sure. Might turn my phone off. So I'd say the spray will continue into next week if Queensland win. I think Queensland are actually the bet because they're still over $2. And with Latrell out, I can't believe that Queensland are at that price against the worst New South Wales team in history. With toothaches and all the sicknesses and illnesses, I just think, you know, set up for a Queensland ambush. So, yeah, I think $2 is a pretty good price. It'll probably buy me dinner tomorrow night. So Surprising. I mean, there has been no illnesses like gonorrhea or anything gone through Queensland's camp this year, has there? So never been confirmed that, that has gone through a Queensland camp. Let me while ever Cameron Munster's in there, every chance. Not true. So Not true. We'll wrap the pot up there. Thanks for listening. It's been a bit of a ramble. We've had some technical issues with some internet dropouts. Um ta ta and farewell.